anyway, do you do you want to do your intro thing? Stairway to Cinema, episode <laughs> twenty-seven. Myself uh, and Amon Starik here. Hello. Hello. Hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just, as always, start with the movies or shows you've seen. There's not really any news, really, either. There's like a bunch of trailers that I haven't watched yet, so I, oh. I wanted to watch trailers, but I didn't. Oh, uh, that's cool. So there you go. Um, So I watched a lot of Survivor, which, you know, is not really good for a film podcast. I know that. Um, And then I... I you know, that was about it. And then last night, I, I actually watched a movie. Oh, interesting. Know, I did. I did. I watched a feature film. You know, I know it's crazy. Um, but I watched the new Netflix movie, Chris Hemsworth, Extraction. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it quite a bit because um, Sam Hargrave, Sam Hargrave, stuntman turned director here, backed by the Russo brothers, made this movie. And uh, the choreography is incredible. There's a 12-minute one-shot sequence in this movie that is fucking awesome. The action is awesome. Chris Hemsworth is a total fucking throwback badass from back in the day. So it's definitely a man's movie. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's a solid, solid good time watching that movie because it just gets right into it. Gets right into it. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet, but I plan on doing that. Um, I heard like from some people they call it, it has some some raid vibes, you know. Probably, yeah, because it's very uh, uh, contained. You know, it's contained in Bangladesh most of the movies. So. Also, the the choreography. I mean, like probably, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know because I haven't yeah, seen the sure. raid, but but I think coming, like, it's kind of exciting, this dude, because. That's where I feel like the choreography was so strong because he is a stuntman. What's his name? Uh, Sam Hargrave. He's the guy that actually did Chris Evans' stunt double in um, as Captain America yeah. in, in most of them. So he's he's got really good ties to the Russo brothers. This is his first full movie. And uh, I don't know. I'm just going to be excited to see his name again. Um, so it's basically the same story with uh, Chet Stahelski, the guy, the, the stunt guy from... Uh, the Matrix, who directed John Wick. You know? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because there was like, there was some John Wick gunplay in the movie, like 100%. Um, but man, it was, it's just a good, good flick. Yeah, Very it sounded flick. like a good time. So I might check that out next week because I yeah, actually I do have Netflix again. Yeah, I wouldn't call it like fucking groundbreaking special, but I mean, yeah. it's just another reminder that action is alive and well and it's it's dark too it's not it's fucking pretty bloody pretty violent that's movie, good so yeah yeah and i you know me i like it when they when they don't give a fuck there's right. a specific scene in there where they don't give a fuck and i uh i loved it and loved uh it. though i i heard the story is kind of weak uh it's very you know simple your typical story yeah but i like the fact that it's a mercenary tale there's not to me i don't there's not too many mercenary tales out there, you know. Usually yeah. it's espionage, spy shit, which I still love, but it's always nice to root for kind of the anti-hero fucked up character. So Right. Yeah. So highly I'll, recommend. Highly I'll, recommend. Out of 10? 
Uh, for me, I would say an eight, just because oh, really? I, I know. High, yeah. Well, I mean, it's an action movie. You know, I'm yeah. judging it purely on you know. I'm not. I'm not taking this to the Academy Awards. <laughs> Although I, 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 I do continue to be impressed with Hemsworth. I, I like Chris Hemsworth a lot. Yeah, I used to not like him that much, but uh, he proved himself a couple of times. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's got at least something to bring to the table, and I hope I'd like to see him in more action movies like this. You know, I'd like to see them pair up again and do more shit because it, it did feel um, like a throwback. And the the beginning is very, you know, there's a commando vibe there <laughs> a little bit. So I actually heard that they want to make series out of it. I mean, you could see that, like yeah. another movie. I mean, you know, mm. make a sequel. I would be fine with that. Because actually, in, in Germany, they're adver- advertising the title of the movie is Tyler Rake Extraction. You know, so like huh. they're trying to build up this character. I feel like, like I mean, I, I, yeah, we, we'd have to discuss it. Yeah, I might <laughs> it's, see it's... it this week though. Maybe next week we can talk about it. Yeah, it's solid flick, man. I'm really happy I actually watched the movie this week. Yeah, it doesn't happen happen a lot, right? These days. No, no, I've been I've been sucked back into the wonderful, wonderful world of Warcraft. So. <laughs> right. They All got right. me again, dude. They got yeah. me again. <laughs> um, I watched eleven movies this week. I knew you'd fucking double digits. Um, what, what do you got? And I also watched a, a whole season of a show. Ooh. And I watched The Mandalorian, the last episode. So, Ooh. do you want to talk about that whole show? The Mandalorian yeah. itself? Yeah, right. I mean, we can. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's not too fresh in my mind. I oh, remember yeah, right. how it it's, ended. It's while, I remember right. most the characters, and I remember the plot and all that. I really, I really like Gina Carano. Oh, yeah. the Cara Dune, the mercenary. Yeah, yeah, I like her a lot. And yeah, she was cool. Actually, basically, I like all the characters. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Carl Weathers is great, I think. And uh, we don't have to talk about Giancarlo Esposito, who's always a great villain. He's um, always great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, last episode actually, I was surprised. Um, the whole series, like, I thought it was great, but not like super amazing because I I don't like this adventure of the week thing that much. You know, I'd mm-hmm. rather have a you know consistent story, which it has, especially in the last two episodes. But dude, the last episode, the beginning battle, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Even slightly got me emotionally. You know, it was uh, it was, yeah. it was great. And uh, Pedro, it was nice to see Pedro, you know, have oh, yes. a starring role, you know. Uh, do we want to spoil? No, we no, I'm just to, saying, right? as the Mandalorian, everyone knows he's the Mandalorian. Yeah, right, so, of course. Yeah. You know. And also... But I I do like that scene, though, that we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that we're kind of skirting around, yeah. I mean, it's not a big surprise, right? Like... No. I mean, if, no, if, but... if you know that it's hit, you know what I mean. Um, right. Also, Taika Waititi as the IG-11 is pretty cool, even though it's just voice mm-hmm. acting. Um, and for me, probably stealing the show is Nick Nolte as the, what's his name? Quill? Quill. He was pretty spoken. cool. Yeah. yeah. All the characters were just well-written and fun, and even the Baby Yoda, I thought oh, yeah. was, was great. And also, it's like the first time Star Wars is really dark, except from Rogue One, probably. Like there's not much humor in the Mandalorian, and it's it's actually pretty violent, even though it isn't mm-hmm. because it's it's PG violence. Nobody's like, you know, there's no Django blood action. 
No, but, no uh, yeah. it's still kind of brutal how they kill some yes. people, you know. Yes, so, yeah. I like that. Also, and I think I think they kind of carried that over from Rogue One a little bit, like probably. But I think Rogue this was One needed. Was, yeah, like I mean, even Empire's got some shit in it, but sure. And, and even Revenge of the Sith, you know, with the uh, Anakin spoilers killing all the kids. Yeah, that's fucked um, up. That's pretty fucked up. That's probably the darkest moment in all of Star yeah, Wars. But, you don't see uh, it, though, but still. It's like... But I felt like the Mandalorian had the same tone as Rogue One a little bit, even though it had its its, its own thing. And they, I feel like they pulled it off very well, because it does feel like kind of a space western to me. It I does, think. yeah really 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 liked awesome. and i love the fact i love the fact uh that they go really heavy and not too heavy but just a little bit into the mandalorian lore and why their oh, armor yeah. is so important i love that shit you don't have to know any expanded universe knowledge to to understand well they're it's... still building that you know like yeah, disney okay, is right. still building their own but they still have taken fragments of shit you know They've, they're just really nitpicking what they want to keep and what they don't, which is, you know, infuriating a lot of those people that put 30 years of their life into reading expanded universe stuff. But, you know, you got to get over it. That's <laughs> not true. Get over it. I agree. You got to get over it, man. Um, also, a thing I, I really liked is that the Mandalorian, the guy, is not this crazy, powerful dude. Like, he is, he is strong and shit, but he's still... I mean, he he struggles too. So like, yeah, yeah. If there's no struggle, there's no point. Yeah, right. I like that. Also, the the whole period it's set in. Like, I I like this post empire shit with like, um, still companies of the empire being around and shit. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. like when you see the stormtroopers, you know that that's significant. You know, it's kind of cool. Like these stormtroopers are still around. Yeah, right. Also, spoilers a little bit. Uh, the Death Troopers from Rogue One make an appearance, which is fantastic. I love the design. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's pretty... Overall, it was a very good show, but honestly, the, the problem I had is this... Actually, it, it is this Adventure of the Week thing, thing because um, I never really looked forward to the another, to another episode. Like, of course, I, I'd watch it, but I was not curious to uh, for what's to happen. It's kind of... Right. Because it always ends with closure on the episode. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they'll do that as much for seasons two and three. Hopefully it seems not. like they're really they're going deep. I mean, there's rumors that Darth Maul's coming, and there's what? a lot going on. Isn't he supposed yeah, to Darth... be dead though? Yeah, but Darth Maul is alive. Yeah, but isn't clearly, isn't the lore? Yeah, but isn't he like killed by Obi Wan on Tatooine? But in, like, no, Rebels or something. Yeah, but that's that not again. Again, they're picking and choosing what they want to play with. So. Oh, okay. So it's an inconsistent universe now. Probably. Uh, Probably. I wouldn't take Rebels too seriously, though. I wouldn't take any of the cartoons too seriously. Oh, I heard I've great things is... about, about Clone Wars. Oh, oh, I never I... watch it. <laughs> it's good, yeah, but it's made for kids. I mean, it is made for, you know, it's it, it's got a good tone to it, sure. But, I mean, I to me, live action defines Star Wars. I mean... Oh, yeah. If those people want to stand behind animation that's fine but you know that's live action is where the consistency will lie yeah you know? i totally agree all right what do you what would you give uh the mandalorian season one from from mm. one to ten 
solid um, 7.58. Yeah, I would say 8 is fine. Like the last yeah. episode, really, uh, I was struggling between 8 and 9, but, you know, mm. not, I can't des- decide over one episode. So I think it's 8 is fine. Yeah, because to me, like, the adventure of the week thing is a throwback. So there was there was some nostalgia there for me because that's the kind of sh- that's how shows used to be. So the Mandalorian almost <laughs> yeah. went against the grain of the constant cliffhanger asking questions, the Pandora's box, a la Lost, every episode. I mean, that's what most TV has become these days is is to keep you watching and glued to your seat and, and yeah, continue that's to binge. True. So at least on the one hand, because I agree with you in many ways of the adventure of the week being probably what hurts it a little bit, but at the same time, I enjoyed each adventure. I would actually say the same. I generally don't have a problem with adventure of the week, but in this case, I had to wait one week for the next episode. And I I was just not hyped for the next one because of that. If I could all watch it in one binge, then I, I wouldn't have a problem, probably. I think every show is better watching it in one binge. I think the time of waiting for yeah. something to watch each week is is not great for the the story, the viewer, and the character because you're just you kind of lose touch sometimes. Yeah, it's I think it's a weak move by Disney, like for especially in Germany where the the whole Disney Plus thing got released way later, mm-hmm. and now they still release the Mandalorian weekly one episode you know it's it's a it's a it's a business move to keep yeah of course I, I can totally understand but it still sucks for us you know same with hulu same with prime netflix, netflix is the only one yeah. that just drop it all and say have a ball speaking of which the show i watched what'd you watch um i watched the fourth season of the last kingdom which is one of my absolute favorite shows right i saw that that hit and i kind of knew i kind of knew you were watching dude i i I knew it i watched like three episodes in a day and the next day i watched seven you know just binged through it and uh, it was a great experience like i mean i do i do like shows a lot but i don't watch them that often because i only only ever continue stuff i already know you know Mm -hmm. or in in like unique cases like the mandalorian i i start a new series because it's interesting but usually i i don't really get into into shows anymore but dude, which I always try to, which I continue to push you to do, because to me yeah. they're a cinematic display these days. That is true. Yeah, I mean, and also, also one of the biggest things that I got to argue for a, a good show is the characters. You know, this right. is this, it gives you a chance for the characters to really expand, and you know, but you know, TV shows are also a gamble. They're a gamble, right? Yeah, yeah. If it ends before you can finish it, or if it ends poorly like game of thrones for you it's Mm. gonna leave a stain on the entire show and sometimes they don't even continue the show in like the the Mm. case of the punisher which got canceled is really sad right um anyway strong season two too with like everybody i haven't seen the second season actually because uh i think even before it came out it was known that it was canceled so i didn't bother Mm. i don't know well they they released it and then a month later, they announced it was canceled. Oh, it was okay. a very it's that's a bad move on on it, but that's a Marvel thing. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, um, the Last Kingdom is actually it's kind of surprising that it has already four seasons. Not sure how big the success is, but it it, it seems to work. Um, and I hope that the fifth season is coming because uh, I love that show. It's 
it's incredible actually kind of fills the hole that game of thrones left you know um yeah yeah it, it's not fantasy but it's like it's medieval it's very brutal it's heavily r-rated you know got some great mm -hmm. battles and shit and uh great drama and it's it's about a very interesting period of time, I think. It's in England of the ninth century, uh, mm -hmm. when the the Vikings, the Danes, invade. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty nice. Anything period wise where they execute it well is 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 uh, compelling. Dindrum, uh, my stepmom, she's she really loves that show. She's been swearing by that show for years, and and my brother too. He loves that show. Yeah, I think everybody who's seen it actually really likes it. I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, that's, this is not that good. It's pretty solid. It is. Yeah, it has a slight low budget feel to it sometimes, but that doesn't bother me at all. Right. No. No. Yeah. Because I think back to like the first season of Vikings, and it's like it, the budget was pretty low for that, and. You know, I still love that shit. So, as long as the story is executed well, budget, you know, as long as, well, <laughs> sometimes it could look like shit. <laughs> sometimes you got to be, you do have to have some kind of budget. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, other than that, I like for shows, I also continue to watch The Simpsons, of course. Um, what season now? I'm at season 15 and uh oh, i'm okay. starting to notice some flaws it's not like i feel like uh f season 12 is the last really good season and mm. it it just it's losing heart you know simpsons always had heart and now it's just like it, it feels more like cheap comedy a lot of times and also they're like repeating plot shit i don't know are are you going to continue? Like Probably, venture? it's The Simpsons is something that I can watch on the side while I'm drawing or something. You know, it's just it's it's good entertainment, but uh, I don't know. And you you've been drawing a lot. You've been That's true. A lot. Yeah, I mean, you've I gotta been, apply uh... for 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 art school again this week this month. So, oh, good luck to you, man. Thank good you. Luck to you again. Actually, I I should apply today. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I have time uh, until the the fifteenth. So, but I I should do it today or tomorrow or something. Yeah. Anyway, this is not an art mm. podcast. It's, uh, it's movies. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, if any of the viewers, any of the people listening on a on a podcast, if they might be listening to, Almond's got very good work out there, and he's been posting on Instagram a lot. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're both artists. We know. Like you've been, you just caught, you caught fire. I feel like the last couple of weeks. And you've been yeah, there's always up. this time when I have art block when I just can't, I just can't do shit. And totally then, understandable. And I, then yeah. I always feel like, dude, I'm, I'm such a shitty artist, you know. When when you just, <laughs> when you just don't manage to create anything, and sometimes yeah. it's the complete opposite, and you just like the the juice is flowing, you know. And speaking of TV shows, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Six Feet Under. It's got a great scene in there in a scene ben foster is one of the, no. the young artists yeah it's one of the first times i ever saw ben foster but that whole season it's season two where they they focus on this art teacher and he tells the students it's a great scene he tells the greatest thing i ever did was take everything that i ever created and i lit a match <sighs> and i like i just completely understand it like i yeah. just completely understand that line and i i love that line you know so i, I know you get that too yeah all right <laughs> Let, let's talk movies um 11 movies three of them rewatches. um 
But right. let's right. always start with the weakest ones, which in this this week I actually I didn't watch anything terrible, which is the That's first good. one I think. Um, no do little. No do little. No. Uh, what was the last one? Uh, American Ninja. Yeah. Um, ah, but that was that. That was a good time, time though. Yeah. Um, so the the <laughs> worst thing uh, is a, I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's a sci-fi thriller from last year. I am mother from 2019 with Rose Byrne and Hilary Swank. Yeah. So, um, the humanity is like almost extinct, and uh, a teenage girl is raised by a robot uh, that's designed to repopulate the Earth in some underground facility, and uh, their unique bond is threatened when a strange woman arrives with uh, some some alarming news. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks, IMDb. Um, I liked it kinda, but also it was kinda forgettable. I think. So the the yeah. robot design was amazing. Yeah, I think how they I did like, that is is pretty cool. And I love the Rose Byrne voice too. Oh yeah, it's so calming and I don't know, just a good. I I like Rose Byrne either way, but yeah. But you you bringing yourself to watch a Hillary Swank movie? That's... Actually, I I'm I didn't mind her at all. Like I I'm not I don't hate her anymore. I think it yeah. was like I'm actually not sure why I, I never liked her. <laughs> Maybe it's it's a I don't know I I don't want to say that. Um, yeah. Like, what did I see last time? Insomnia. I didn't mind her at all in that one as well. So she's actually pretty solid in in Insomnia. Right, and I thought it was, she was solid. In I am mother. You know, she's. Dinger, we're talking about Hillary Swank. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with the movie, though, uh, I think it's kind of, it's nothing that original. I feel like it's kind of, I don't know. It was like it was on the cusp of being something really cool. I felt like yeah, there there are some people who really like it, but I I, I just thought it it dragged a little, and mm. I I wasn't really emotionally invested. None of the twists really you know came as a big surprise. It was kind of. Everything went as I expected it, basically. I didn't care for the girl. Yeah, I right. Care, if I recall, I, I liked the robot. I liked Hilary Swank's character, and that's yeah. It wasn't. You're kind of right on the money with the forgettable. <laughs> yeah, because that's it's kind of sad though it. because the robot design, like they they used. I seen. I, I saw some behind the scenes stuff on that. Like they built the robot, but also had CGI and like mixed that. And it's pretty incredible. I think it looks like it was pretty original design. It looks well executed. The effects are great. Yeah. You know, it's like pretty. Like yeah, there's there was never once where I'm like, this looks like shit. Right. You know, it, it's solid and the I, way it looks. I mean, I found it interesting how, how this robot like is in this mother role with this child. And that was mm -hmm. kind of interesting. But I don't know. They didn't really do it that well. I don't know. It's not a movie for yeah. me. Not yeah. Bad, though. Yeah, but it wasn't terrible. No. Right? Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. But also, it, it, I think it ran at the cinema last year, and uh, I missed really? it. And I'm I'm not not super sad that I missed it. It's not nothing no. I would like to see on the big screen. Yeah, that's not really a. It's, it's a good streaming movie. You know? Right. Yeah. I think it came out on Netflix in the U.S. Right. Yeah, Netflix Direct. I watched it like the first week it came out because you know me, I like sci-fi. You know, yeah, I love sure. That shit. So it was attractive to me right away. But I remember feeling kind of the same. 
just yeah. it ended and i was like man that was okay but yeah it's just okay all right so like for me it's it's a five out of ten you know it's watchable it's all right but probably <laughs> you'll never watch it again anyway next movie this is you'll like this um okay. i watched a fantasy adventure movie from 1986 oh. i watched labyrinth with jennifer Connelly and david bowie finally so 16 year old sarah she's kind of weird you know she's big into fantasy and shit even though she's 16 mm -hmm. i don't know it's kind of weird and uh um like she her brother gets like more attention from the parents and the parents always kind of like you know i don't know she she the she harry just potter right yeah. yeah yeah and so yeah. so when the parents are gone she she wishes that the child is like taken away and uh the goblin king jareth mm. played by david bowie grants her that wish and uh he takes the child and now uh jennifer Connelly is given 13 hours to to go through a labyrinth and uh return the child mm. and it's super wacky but i Very think it was kind of kind of cool actually so i I told you you would enjoy this yeah, more than Legend. I, yeah, uh, I, I put it in the same category as Legend or uh, not really the Dark Crystal, but Dark Crystal is also Jim Henson, so there there is some, you know. They're all in that same category, yeah. 80s stuff, yeah, for sure. Um, So I hated Legend. I didn't really like the Dark Crystal because I thought it was disgusting somehow. It's creepy. Yeah, really it's creepy. creepy. Um, scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And But I loved Willow, you know, as an 80s fantasy movie. And mm -hmm. uh, this one, Labyrinth, is kind of in the, in the middle. I enjoyed it, but it's not like it's not as good as Willow. Willow is pretty great. Willow is um, also different, though. It's like not yeah, very that's, comparable. That's hard comparison. I would more Legend, Neverending Story is what I oh, would yeah, right. shoot for between like Labyrinth. I would put Labyrinth probably maybe at the top. Although I really love Neverending Story. Um, I gotta see that. But I still this movie is very memorable specifically because of David Bowie though. Oh yeah. The whole soundtrack is by David Bowie. He has mm. some musical scenes which were super bonkers, but I don't know, they kind of fit well in the movie. They just kind of happen and you're yeah. like, "Oh shit, this is a musical as well." You're like, I, mean, oh, I, okay. I can't really give a shit for that because like David Bowie is a pretty amazing singer and artist, you know. So didn't mind it. Yeah. it was it was kind of weird though. Um, you really can't go against David Bowie. Rest right. in peace. Oh yeah. David Bowie. And uh dude the the Jim Hansen puppet craftsmanship or whatever. That's always amazing, dude. Like the way they do uh, this 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 shit is crazy. I knew a girl way back in the day that was terrified of the hands scene. She couldn't watch the scene with the hands oh. when they're when they're talking to her, which How is an awesome scene. <laughs> uh in her 20s and she's oh, okay yeah, I see. it's terrifying to her so i think it's cool but so did i i mean jim henson was special Dude, so sometimes i don't even know how they pulled it off there's mm -hmm. this and guy terms... this this dog who is no is, is he a dog this knight dude who's riding on a dog i don't know how they did that it's pretty amazing <laughs> and uh yeah i don't know i i in 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 um, Dark Crystal, I thought the the if, if, if the effects were quite creepy. In this one, I I kind of liked them. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it was cool. It was a cool movie. Yeah, it wasn't as uh, there's like unsettling things to look at in Labyrinth, but not as much as as Dark Crystal. 
Yeah, and, and Legend with its creepy goblin. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. You should rewatch that. No, I, I will never watch <laughs> that again. I think. I think it's... But uh, yeah, Labyrinth was was a good watch actually. I I, I was surprised. I, I think it's far better than than Legend and uh, better than the Dark Crystal. Just think of the millions of boys out there in the eighties that had a crush on Jennifer Connelly. Can't blame them though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, next movie. Um, now we're getting into the seven out of ten category. Labyrinth is more oh, like more shit. like a six out of ten. Um, oh shit! Here we go. This one you you will never heard of this one so. Mm-hmm. It's a French movie. No, it's called A Simple Life from 2011. A Chinese drama with Andy Lau. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, Not The Simple Life with Paris Hilton no, no. and Nicole Richie. A Simple okay. Life. <laughs> um, so after suffering a stroke, an old maid announces that she wants to quit her job and move to an old people's, old people's home. Um, Thank for... you, IMDb. Right. For six, for 60 years, she cared for Andy Lau's family, who's... Uh, like her godson and after she took care of him all his life now he cares for her as she's slowly dying basically so it's pretty sad actually but um like it's it's an uneventful movie and uh, i mean that in a good way um yeah but you like uneventful drugs. yeah it's like this movie is is very authentic it feels close to life and just you know it's 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 basically just about ordinary life which i i always appreciate such movies and uh it's it's heartwarming but also very depressing at least for me because like seeing this life slowly fading away it's kind of kind of sad so i don't know this aging yes. thing is scary seems like a movie uh you really have to be in the mood for it's, yeah that's it true sounds tough it's not it easy no um, not at all but uh it was, it was quite nice i enjoyed it like it was a good watch good movie did, did you cry no oh and it's yeah I mean, that's it's, not a good yeah not a good sign man not a good sign <laughs> not really i need tears because i yeah. easily cry in movies as you know so no, no that's mm-hmm. not true i haven't quite i haven't cried in in ages i think in a movie cried in joker i remember you told me no joker really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah when he killed his mom spoilers oh spoiler <laughs> oh man <laughs> People right. are gonna come down on us now. I know, I know. I should, I should edit that out. They're gonna write us emails, just all infuriated. <laughs> all right. I hope we get to that point. I really do. I'd love to answer emails. But, <laughs> you know, I would love that. Yeah, true. Um, so from a Chinese movie or Hong Kong movie, I don't know, um, to a Korean crime thriller uh, that came out on Netflix this year or like pretty recently. Um, it's called Time to Hunt. And uh, it has the guy, The his name is Wusik Choi. He is the boy from Parasite. He's in that. Um, so it's it's sli- it's a slightly futuristic movie, but not it's not sci-fi at all. Um, I think it's like, it's set in a couple of years and uh, the Korean currency totally lost its worth. So uh, in Korea, only US dollars is worth something. And yeah. uh, so... <laughs> three young guys uh one of them just came out of jail uh, they they want to make a robbery a big one and then go off to hawaii and chill for their lives one more score right, right. the the one, one the, the big big heist okay. and um uh, the only two institutions that have us dollars are uh, illegal casinos and banks so they they decide to rob a casino 
And uh, it, okay. the robbery goes rather well, but uh, after that, uh, a killer is hired uh, to hunt them down. And that's the movie. And uh, it's pretty intense, actually. I was, was, was quite impressed. The thing is, I noticed Korean movies, they always look so bitchin'. Like, it's not just Parasite, it's, it's basically all of them. Like, really well filmed and look, it always looks like a quality production. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, South Korea does have money. That's true, though, yeah. They're not hurting for money at all. Rocking a 6.2 on IMDb, though. I don't see that at all. It's a a slow burn, actually. Like, it's it's not a fast-paced action movie, but I still liked it a lot. The dynamic between those three guys while they're hunted, it's pretty cool. Like, it's it's all, I think... Like this whole the the killer uh, hunting them down, it's, it takes place inside like uh, within uh, I think three days or something. Mm. It's pretty cool. I liked it. Um, it's quite intense. It's uh, there's some shootouts that are really well executed actually, especially in the ending with some nice gore. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask, is it violent? It is. Yeah. That's okay. And uh, I wish I, I just wish there was more more of that in the movie, more shootouts. Because the mm. one, the one, the big one that's in the end, it's really good. So I, I just, I just wanted more. You know, it's a very, it's a very though, solid right? Netflix movie. That's good though, right? I mean, it's yeah, right. Good. Does, I mean, does it end well? I'm not. I don't want spoilers here, but is it? Is it, it, it doesn't have a completely satisfying happy ending. You know, it's 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 kind of on the fine. on the dark side of good. the moon. I like that. All right. Yeah, it's it's a nice movie. I'll take dark over happy any day oh, yeah. of the week. Um, next one is a movie called Boy Erased from 2018. Ah, you with finally got around. Lucas Hedges, Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe, and Joel Edgerton, who also directed mm. it. It's kind of impressive. Um, so thanks again, IMDb. The son of a Baptist preacher is forced to participate in a church-supported gay conversion program mm-hmm. after being forcibly outed to his parents. And uh, yeah, Lucas Hedges, dude. I think he's for me. He's kind of comparable to to Timothy Chalamet, but he's more in the on the indie side of things. He's in lots of small say, movies. I was gonna say, if you gotta choose, who do you got? Uh, it's kind of hard. You gotta choose. You gotta choose. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Like Timothy Chalamet was in bigger movies, um, and I. Th- but they're both great. I think for me is Lucas Hedges actually. He makes more. Uh, I mean, they both make dramas, but Lucas seems to be damn near everything he does, especially the last few years. Oh yeah, has been you know like nominatable. Is is oh, the yeah. word I guess. And uh, the first time I saw him was in my former favorite movie, Manchester by the Sea, mm-hmm. uh, in which like it's it's his best performance for sure. But he's also f- just fantastic in Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's a kind of comedic yeah. role, and he's really good at that as well. So, yeah. And this Everybody one was was like he's he's proving himself. Like every every movie he's in, he's good. You know, can't mm-hmm. say that about all people. And uh, also, no. of course, Russell Crowe. I mean, he I don't know he he got kind of fat. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good in this though. He's pretty. He good is. He's he's kind of the villain figure, but not in a. In an evil sense, you know. I felt like it was kind of a return to him acting a little bit. True that, yeah. Um, 
And also just Joel Edgerton, triple threat. You know, he he wrote this for the screenplay. Rip wrote it for screen. Yeah. But you know how much I love the gift. So. I haven't seen that. I thought you saw the gift. No, no. Really? But oh. like if if you say that the gift is good, then it means that Edgerton is also not just an amazing actor. I think he's very underrated. But he's the also gift, a good director. Listen, The Gift with Joel Edgerton and Jason Bateman is one of the darkest fucking movies, dark, twisted fucking endings oh. I've ever seen, ever. So, yeah, then. awesome movie, awesome fucking movie. All right, I'll look for it on Prime or something. Maybe I can. But find Boy it. Erased, Boy Erased, Boy Erased. Yeah, dude, this movie is is infuriating. I yeah yeah. I yeah. got so mad. Watching this, it's 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 a really hard watch because like this, this fanatic Christian ideology of those guys, mm-hmm. it's disgusting. Like they 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 it basically is. treat homosexuality as like some some mental disease, and it needs to a be disease. fixed. You know, yeah, a disease. It was really really rough to to watch. And uh, you can look up old commercials. You can look up old films and stuff like like little. Um, you know, public announcements and shit from like the forties and fifties oh. and shit of, of talking about homosexuality, homosexuality as a disease. Yeah, which is terrible. But I mean, this terrible. this movie takes place in two thousand four, so mm. it's just I, that these camps or like these conversion it's still, programs. It, it's still, still happening. It's still yes. happening in the U.S. Yeah, yeah right. That happening. these still exist. Yeah. It's just insane. It's outrageous. There's been a couple states that stepped up to the plate. I think recently that banned it i think utah I th- I, i'm not sure which i mean it should it. be banned for sure it should be banned across the board yeah it should be because i mean i you know i've met many a gay man and gay woman in my life and um <laughs> they're not looking to to go to that side of the fence they're just i mean that's just that's how they that's how they choose to be that's how they are born you know? right I, well, that's a dangerous word I just said there. I just said choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not get. How oh, dare you <laughs> say that? <laughs> also, dude, uh, in the, the scene when he's raped, super rough. Dude, this brutal. Is, this movie is basically the opposite of a of a feel good movie. It's ah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a really good film, but it was hard to get through. Yeah, because it just slowly like happens. You kind of like suspect it right before it happens, and then it happens, and you're like, Jesus. Yeah. But uh, dude, Nicole Kidman in the end—that was that was nice, you know. Yeah, this is another movie that I I would point to Nicole Kidman as being very good in as well. Oh, yeah. like, I love I love her latter day career, Nicole Kidman's. But also, I, I just want to say, Taron Taron Edgerton, Joel Joel Edgerton, Joel Edgerton, dude, that guy—I think he's so underrated as an actor. Very underrated. Yeah, like not many people know him, I think, but he's mm. always delivering. And for me, probably his strongest role is a. Uh, warrior or the great gatsby even though um, great gatsby isn't that fantastic but for that guy it's yeah just... yeah I'm, I'm, i i i'd like to see him direct more too oh yeah like, like, for sure i like both of the movies that he's directed and um i never got around to seeing loving which i always kind of wanted to see that's a drama about the the loving couple that was like you know it's a, a white guy and a black woman you know yeah. being together back in oh the day. that one like, with yeah yeah I, I, yeah with with ruth nega yeah nega <laughs> uh, the girl from creature n n e g g a people okay and yeah, yeah not to be confused with name. you know yeah 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 just say right. no yeah yeah 
And I anyway. really like her. I yeah, really she's like her. she's cool in Preacher, actually. That's another show I need to finish. Me too, actually. Started like that like two years ago and never finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. But yeah, Boy You Raced, pretty good. Pretty fucking good. Just a good all-around feeling drama. You know, oh, yeah. I thought every I thought everybody in it was good, and and even even Edgerton, like you said, just underrated. Like he he infuriates you in this. Dude, movie. I think it's great that he puts himself in this very hateable role. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he doesn't have to do that, but he he decides. Oh, that's why just... that's that's why I got to point you to the gift because the fact that he wrote that movie, and he's know, the villain, that's, right? That's not an adapted movie either. Oh, okay. Yeah, like. Oh yeah, what's what's even more infuriating is that Boy Erased is based on reality, like exactly. based on a true story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible, man. Yeah, Terrible. from this uh, very sad movie to another one, um, which also is kind of beautiful. You know, that's why I call this a sad episode. Um, it's called At Eternity's Gate from 2018. Vincent Van Gogh? I don't know how you say his oh, name in English. Oh, the Yes, the uh, Willem Dafoe movie. Yeah, with it's a biopic with Willem Dafoe, Oscar Isaac, Rupert Friend, and Mads Mikkelsen. And, I like uh, Rupert Friend. Yeah, he's also he's one of those guys. I wish he was in more stuff. He's gonna oh, be he's in, in the Homeland. New... Oh, he was in Homeland. Okay. He has one of the most killer roles in Homeland from for like three seasons. I, I love him in Home. He's gonna be in the next Wes Anderson movie. I'm hyped for that. Um. So at Eternity's Gate, how do you say his name? Vincent Van Gogh. Van Gogh? Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's about his last months of living of the Dutch painter Vincent Van Gogh as as he spent his time uh painting in a, in a small town in France. And uh throughout the movie he discusses like approaches to art and life with his friend and fellow painter Paul Gauguin. I don't know, who's played by Oscar Isaac. Oh, Gauguin. Go again. Okay. Um, Listen, if you're gonna apply to art school, I mean, you're gonna have. To, I mean, yeah. I I know how to say his name like in German, French, something, but not in like you know English pronunciation is different. Um, but also he's he's slowly losing his mind in this movie, which is kind of shocking again, you know. Um, yeah. dude, this movie have you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've always been interested in it though. Um, there was uh, there was some Oscar hype for him. Oh yeah. Uh, he got nominated yeah. and it, i think it's a crime that defoe doesn't have an oscar yet like he's fantastic in everything he's in mm-hmm. i mean yeah he's one of my favorites uh i think you'll appreciate this movie um it's basically the whole movie is basically a piece of art um you know some people would might might call this an artsy movie mm-hmm. um but i mean it, it just fits it so well this whole like this movie it looks like one of his paintings basically with the colors and shit and mm-hmm. uh the camera is very cinematic and always moving it feels very intimate it's very close to him and uh, i think it just makes sense to make kind of an artsy movie about an artist you know? yeah and um um well van gogh is a, a special case too because he, he didn't he he had some issues didn't he he, he had some, yeah yeah huge bipolar issues. i believe and... um yeah he heard voices in his head right and uh also like the problem is he doesn't have any success with his paintings everything like everybody he has a conversation with a priest played by matt mickelson and uh the priest like um says like talks about god and shit with him and uh but he also says that his paintings are ugly 
and like god put you on this earth to paint ugly paintings you know mm-hmm. like it's very sad this movie because nobody is appreciating his art and uh which you know van gogh to me is again special because when it comes to like looking at all those old artists from back in the day um his work is it, it, it it's an eye eye opening pieces when you look at it especially we all know starry night is oh, that yeah. what's called starry night yeah um, great piece too still yes. to this day uh it represents art in many many circles is that painting it's so such an awesome painting and 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 one of the most mimicked paintings out there too like there's so many homages to homages yeah. homage <laughs> to uh to that painting itself but um no that that movie actually interests me because i any movie about art is always um always kind of you know calling a little yeah bit. i mean this is basically the art movie like yeah i think like if you you appreciate art so i think you will appreciate this movie and uh well i i think i brought up the movie way back i i don't know when to a katie holmes movie called touched by fire touched with fire about these two crazy artists that are bipolar and manic and it it kind of dives into van gogh a little bit the the manic nature of them and stuff um yeah i don't know it just kind of yeah van gogh is just he's very appealing very appealing character and again it's basically the same feeling i had with uh, a simple life it's just so sad seeing this guy slowly like his mental health decreasing and shit it's like yeah i mean he he ended up in a psychiatric hospital it's pretty sad when you look at history's artists and uh writers as well because at uh one of my favorite writers edgar edgar Allan poe yeah uh, edgar Allan poe he you know he he died poor never sold a fucking thing until after he was dead yeah same with van gogh (laughs) it's like it's terrifying but at the same time like i don't know liberating in a way that that these artists are remembered you know it's like i don't know like i i hope that when i die that you know there's something remembered you know especially in an art piece like that and there's a lot of art out there now so it's a different world man than when van gogh was doing it but um i don't know i think creating art is a special thing and it always will be yeah and they discuss different kinds of art in this movie it's it's really interesting when i first started i wasn't really into it but it got me in the end and uh yeah as always willem dafoe is just uh, an amazing guy i think this was his first uh leading role oscar nomination and uh, yeah i think he's I think been nominated the... supporting before yeah right he was supporting for the florida project platoon maybe yeah and uh maybe. the lighthouse i'm not sure actually no it's not platoon it's the it's the vampire movie it wasn't lighthouse because he didn't get nominated oh yeah right he didn't <laughs> he should have I mean, the biggest crime and in, in one of the biggest crimes in oscar history was willem dafoe yes. not getting nominated for that role um he was nominated for platoon yeah shadow of the vampire the florida project and uh at eternity's gate yeah i'm, I'm really I never, glad i watched I, this i never watched shadow of the vampire either. Me neither. I, that's another one that i wouldn't mind watching because that's about the nosferatu yeah. making of nosferatu i think yeah. yeah that could be good that could be good i think it's with john malkovich as well uh does it does it uh 
um, compete with his lighthouse performance or his lighthouse? No. Yeah. It's it's not it's not like super. I feel like the, the lighthouse madness is more extroverted than this one. It was one. intense. Give me one second, please. Uh, thank you for the follow, Killer Clan. Killer Clam. Does he kill clams, or is he the clam that kills? Uh, yeah. Good question. <laughs> right, right. You never know. <laughs> I think it's it's a different performance. Like it's not on the same level of like it's it's different madness. You know. One could argue that the performance in the lighthouse is one of the greatest performances ever on film. Yeah, so. and it didn't get recognized by the Academy. Crazy, yeah. and absolutely I th- crazy. I think it actually like it wasn't even nominated for a Golden Globe as well. So totally, mm-hmm. yeah. I will not snub. defend the film, but I will defend the acting oh, to, yeah. the to the day I die. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Of course. Of course. So, uh, from... I was captivated. Dude, I was captivated <laughs> by his performance, man. I mean, it yeah. was unbelievable. Like, that's what kept the movie going for me was, was, was Willem Dafoe. It was amazing. Yeah, but let's not forget I... Robert Pattinson as well. No, not so much Robert Pattinson. He, he's just okay. He's what? Just, he's just all right. Okay. All he right. still got to prove. He still has to prove himself. He's got a long way to go. <laughs> he will, though. I'm, I'm sure. And now he won't. Now he's never going to do it because now he's going to get locked into Batman for the next oh, ten yeah. years. So maybe that's an Oscar-worthy performance. Who knows? Could be probably, one and done. Not. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, from from one artsy movie to another, um, I watched a true classic. I think this one is loved by many. I would say cinema snobs, you know. Okay. What's up, Raynan? Um It's called The Seventh Seal from 1957. Oh, Ingrid Bergman? Ingmar Bergman, uh, yeah. But that's uh, the director I always think of when I think of artsy people, you know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, real yeah. cinema cinephiles, that they watch this shit. Um, so it's a Swedish medieval fantasy movie with uh, Max von, von Zydow, Zydow, mm-hmm. who actually mm-hmm. died a couple of weeks ago. Rest in peace to Max. Max. Yeah. We knew each other. You know what I mean? We used to kick it. Saddest I love Ma- I love Max von Sydow, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Me too. Fantastic in the roles that he was. Um, I I'll... never actually watched this. Tell me. Is it good? Yeah, it is good. Um, so, the Swedish knight Antonius um, returns to Sweden with his squire from, the, from a crusade in the 15th century, I believe. Um, mm. On the shores, he's uh, approached by the Grim Reaper. Of course. Uh, and he wants to take his life. So Antonius challenges the Reaper to, to a game of chess to play for his life. Which for me already sounded so cool. Awesome. Yeah, um, awesome. Right away. And now he and his squire, uh, they go on a journey through Sweden, and uh, which is plagued by uh, the plague. And uh, whilst... <laughs> <laughs> whilst... <Sure>. Well, <laughs> the plague. <laughs> yeah right. So they, so they go on this journey, and uh, they all like he's always returning to this game with the Grim Reaper, which was slightly confusing in the beginning because I thought they just had this game and then and tell a story or something, but they always go back to playing on the road. You know, the Grim Reaper oh. is gone and shit, and then they play again. I don't know. Um, and on the journey, they explore themes of life, death, and religion. You know, it's it's very philosophical movie. And um, it's in black and white with some fantastic cinematography, like 
the visuals are fantastic I, I just loved it even though uh i i would have liked more of the grim reaper he doesn't appear that often sadly mm-hmm. um it's it's a very difficult movie to watch i think it's hard to get into uh it's very unique though and uh it I mean, always you, seemed unique, you, you know. You gotta be in for some philosophical conversations. There's not much action or anything. And mm-hmm. some some absurd humor actually, which was fun. And uh actually the the knights, the, the squire, he was pretty cool. He was a great character. Um I was actually I, I, I bought this movie and uh, I had high expectations. Because I don't know the 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 what's it called? The the plot summary. It it sounded great. Like this chess playing with a Grim Reaper, you know. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah for sure but for sure. The, the the chess game isn't that prominent it's not as prominent as i would have hoped for um anyway it's it's a good film it's i, I can definitely see why it's a classic but uh, i might have to see it again 8.2 oh yeah 8.2 it's definitely very unique it's, it's kind of it's definitely definitely in the cinephiles yes uh, most totally. a lot of cinephiles swear by this movie so I i've always that. been always been interested in it because i mean it's very iconic looking movie especially the the figure of death and yeah and all that but um i've always wanted to watch it i've always wanted to watch it it also has some great posters by the way yeah like visually it's pretty cool can't can't go against it probably probably would have been bitching back in 1957 too probably i think groundbreaking actually it's pretty incredible when you start to crack open these older movies and you ahead of the time they were oh yeah and um like you know a movie from the 50s that always got me i don't know if it's 50s or 60s but the manchurian candidate i think is one of the best movies ever made and it's totally fucking trippy that that movie was made so long ago with frank sinatra yeah frankie fucking sinatra's in that it's it's a trip the manchurian candidate in german it's called the ambassador of fear the ambassador of fear isn't that cool <laughs> that's a good title though it's yeah. better than some of the ones you've read to me i know so. <laughs> anyway you 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 might want to check it out this the seventh seal which is also a cool title um, it does have a cool title yeah next one i think there's like i think this is like the third movie in a row or the th- third week in a row I watched another Hitchcock movie, and it's actually the best movie I watched this week that I hadn't seen before. Um, it's Dial M for Murder from 1954. You were just saying that you were gonna like watch that one next. Yeah, and it's actually it was pretty great. <laughs> um, You've done Rope, you did Strangers on a Train, and now you did Dial M. Right, and maybe next there's still one left on that streaming service, but. Um, let me see it's not as highly rated so i don't know if i'm gonna watch it um yeah i can't find find the title right now anyway so (laughs) um there's this man and uh, he blackmails a guy he knows from college uh into murdering his cheating wife and uh the deed doesn't go as planned and uh now she is in question of having murdered the guy who attempted to kill her and uh so it's basically like there's the police gets involved and they're trying to solve this very layered case um and it takes entirely place in one apartment i like i always like the ship that's 
that's awesome yeah that's it's always unique when it takes place in one contained area yeah like some it. people might th might think that that would bore uh, that would be boring you know just one apartment no but no, i think it goes it... back to 12 it goes back to 12 angry men right. you, you know i love that shit and love uh yeah the, the the plot is really interesting and really cool i, I was always hooked you know I, I was i wanted to know how it, how it's gonna end and uh, easily recognizable hitchcock movie i think i always say that i mean we, we talked about him plenty now it, it is always yeah. trademarks um mm. and it's really good like I, I thought it was better than stranger on a train um not as good as well, rope is... but still it's an eight out of ten for me the cool thing is is you're watching these like a lot of these movies seen either yet so yeah. and both of us are kind of interested in seeing more of hitchcock's work too, oh yeah because i think we both can appreciate hitchcock <laughs> right uh Raynan asks if i've seen the ghost story you mean the one with casey affleck and rooney mara i've seen that that's a weird movie ghost. um that one is is really weird like it's a it's, ghost story a yeah, ghost story yeah it's probably the quietest movie i've ever seen there's not much dialogue and also there's not much happening it's basically it's it's showcasing a cycle of life and death mm -hmm. like and casey affleck is barely in the film i don't know it was very weird but i kind of liked it like this is this is one of those yeah right nine minutes of a girl eating a pie and crying yeah it's such a movie you know it's, it's very artsy Where Wait a minute, what movie are you talking about? The Ghost Story. <laughs> That's what it's about? Yeah, it's it's weird. Oh. I'm actually surprised that it has 6.8 on IMDb. I, I don't think this is for, like, this is not something for most people. <laughs> a ghost story, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of liked it, but still, I, like, I don't think many people will enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know. Difficult, definitely a difficult movie. Um, but yeah, moving on to I have three movies left, and they're all rewatches. Which, by the way, the guy that did this a ghost story movie that you're talking about, David, David Lowry. Lowry, yeah, his uh, is a very anticipated movie for me coming oh, out. Oh, the Green Knight, the Green Knight, yeah. Oh, and he also did the Old Man and the Gun, which I actually uh, I borrowed. Did he really do that? Yeah. Oh shit. I liked that movie a lot. Got it for a buck. I still need to see it. That's a steal. Yeah, that's yeah. a steal. I loved Casey Affleck in that movie. Loved him. Yeah, he's great. Great actor. Far better than his brother. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the movies I, I rewatched. Uh, I rewatched Fantastic Mr. Fox from 2009, stop motion Wes Anderson movie with uh, George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman. And uh, Bill Murray, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, is, is it, it called the Fantastic? Fantastic? I think it's just Fantastic Mr. Fox. Just Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So, and a Fox, he he cannot resist returning to his farm raiding ways, and then uh, must help his community survive the farmer's retaliation after he steals some chicken and uh, apple wine. I didn't realize this is based on a Roald Dahl novel. Oh, it I is. Love... Yeah love roll doll one of I mean, the it, best it, it feels very much like a fairy tale or something or like i don't know what's what's it a fable i don't know yeah, he he wrote some good shit man roll doll he's the one that wrote uh charlie and the chocolate factory oh okay very creative dude yes um dude always like the stop motion technique behind anderson's movie or like in any big stop motion movie there are not many 
always mind-blowing to me. Like This is the one that you told me, right? That you thought was CGI? No, that was out. Missing Link. Oh, Missing Link is stop-motion as well. Yeah, okay. and Missing Link totally looks like a 3D animated movie. But that is trippy, because when you look at the... Yeah, you look at the fucking trailers, you're like, there's no way. But... Yeah. Fantastic hmm. Mr. Fox very much looks like a stop-motion movie, but still... Dude, how they crafted this, like, it's so much detail. I just, I, I can't understand how they did that. It's crazy. Really precise work. But I mean, the that's that's what work. you have with Anderson. Yeah, the amount of work that goes into something like that is insane. Yes. Also, just, like, um, calculating how the camera should move and shit. Dude. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think it's, it's a very fun and short-lived experience. It's, like, one one hour and 27 minutes. Uh, great visuals, great dry humor, as always, with Anderson. And uh, I think it works for children, I don't know, but it also works Did for you? adults. It works for everybody, basically. Like The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> nah, The Simpsons works much better if you're an adult. <laughs> I love that The Simpsons, like, you're getting to that. You know, I, I'm really interested in you uh, continuing to watch The Simpsons, because I know you're already getting to that point where you're like, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not as good anymore, but... Uh still good you know but yeah. <laughs> so fantastic mr fox solid eight out of ten um next movie the reason i actually rewatched fantastic mr fox because i was in the wes anderson hype again mm. after like five years or something i rewatched the grand budapest hotel from 2014 oh, yeah. wes anderson movie with uh everybody basically this is the one that was nominated too that almost nine nominations won. yeah yeah, yeah. I and, thought it was gonna win too, but it didn't. Uh, so it's this—it's kind of hard to explain what this movie is about. Um, it's the story of the Grand Budapest Hotel in a fictional country in the '30s, and um, so I, I've written this myself, and it was kind of hard. Um, the concierge <laughs> Ralph Fiennes—he uh, inherits an invaluable painting from an old woman he had a weird relationship with. And uh, her son, Adrian Brody, who, who might have murdered her, who knows, um, he doesn't want to give it away, so the concierge and his lobby boy, uh, they they just steal it, you know? And um, are hunted by Willem Dafoe, the lackey of Adrian Brody, who's, I don't know, I always thought he was some kind of vampire or some shit. It looks <laughs> pretty weird. Um, and dude, this this rewatch, I watched, I watched it with a friend, um, because, uh-huh. I don't know, just I, I wasn't that into it into like I wasn't crazy about rewatching it, but I absolutely loved it. It was an amazing experience. I think this is the easily, rewatch. Yeah. This is easily one of the visually most pleasing movies I've ever seen. The list of actors in this movie too. Oh yeah. Everybody's in it. It's always so nice to me uh, for me to see Adrian Brody in a movie because he's not in a lot. Also Harvey yeah. Keitel is in it, Edward Norton. Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Wes, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, Wes Anderson casts a lot of people you seem to really like oh, yeah. as well. But it's also, I think, just everybody wants to be in his movies. It's kind of the same with Tarantino. So yeah. he just gets these this this big cast. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ralph Fiennes wow. in this movie as the lead is fantastic. One of his best roles, I thought. Actually. Yeah, it's very it's a very yeah, weird character, but really good. And um, yeah, dude, I think this easily has one of the best production designs of all time. I believe that Ralph Fiennes is one of the most underrated actors out there. Maybe. 
because they we don't even you and i like when we're talking about great actors and stuff ralph fines maybe it's because he i don't know is it because he just doesn't have the catalog he's got a lot of movies under his fucking belt you know yeah but uh, not a lot of best movies people have seen including some best picture winners as well yeah i mean my my friend didn't know who he was which is weird yeah, but he, he's crazy, never seen yeah. schindler's list and uh you can't really recognize him as voldemort no no so, the nose just yeah kinda... <laughs> but yeah willing i think ralph finds we we uh, rated him as a 10 out of 10 actor when we, when we I, rated actor. I, I i would still stand behind that 100%. yeah me too um but everybody in this movie dude i don't know it's it was a blast for me like this movie i i always appreciate it when movies are nice to look at i like i like quality look and this one is like next level i love this world that anderson built and it's, it's become more and more and more prevalent too as his movies go on. that look oh yeah no I, but i mean also just the look of this world this i don't know austrian hungarian german whatever country oh, that yeah, is supposed yeah. to be it's so right. cool because uh, I feel like I feel like the French Dispatch, when you look at it, has that oh, yeah. very similar like. I'm looking French forward Dispatch to that. looks yeah, that looks like it's gonna be a trip. Also, like, because it has some actress that haven't been in uh, Anderson movie yet, Benicio del Toro is in it. Christoph Waltz is gonna be in it, so that's exciting. Uh, one of my favorites, Elizabeth Moss. Oh yeah, right. In it as well, and yeah. Timothy Chalamet, of course. Jeffrey Wright, Ooh. Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> and uh dude this i i totally forgot how this might be his funniest movie actually grand budapest it's there's so much good comedy in this one mm -hmm. and uh also fun fact lucas hedges is in it in like one scene one one not even one minute scene when he's younger huh? yeah right because he was yeah, already in like moonrise kingdom he's been in a lot more like he's been around thought because there was another movie that i saw that i didn't when i was looking him up um do 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 the yeah. hell was it like he's one of those remember. child actors oh i think it was kill the messenger uh, oh. yeah and the slap i don't know if you ever saw the slap that nope. was such a stupid show <laughs> the slap it's about a like these people go crazy because this it's like you know a bunch of neighbors having a good time at a party and then one of the neighbors slaps this kid and then you know all hell breaks loose you know? it's like sounds interesting so, so fucking weird and i remember yeah. i was hooked on it and just it gets so fucking weird that you're like no i, I do not recommend the slap even though i know you weren't asking so yeah move on okay um so yeah just for me this this world building was mind mind blowing i i that's it gave me a feeling that i don't have a lot you know i wish i would in, live inside the film you know because it's just so mm. perfect everything i don't know i think there are only two movies where i have that feeling it's once upon a time in hollywood and this one oh my god i just love the atmosphere in the world you just had to drop the name you just cannot escape yeah it. but i'm serious <sighs> Come on. You know, you could just move to America and live in Hollywood. You know that, right? Yeah, that's a place I want to see exists. in my lifetime, though. It's, you know... Probably it's worth disappointing. It. But, <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking shithole. Okay? Yeah. But look, you gotta... You know, I agree. 
just much like I want to see Europe. I know that there's going to be some shit in Europe if I ever, you know, am lucky enough to go. I'm sure I'm going to look at it and go, what the fuck? Did I come over here all this way for this? Now we have old buildings, though. That's kind of cool. Dude, <laughs> Europe is incredible. Yeah. The architecture, the old school shit, the old churches, castles, the castles in your country. Yeah, that shit's amazing, man. Um, yeah, back to movies. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Dude, I, I realize as much as I love The Life Aquatic, I think this is now my favorite Anderson movie. I absolutely... I, I thought about just watching it right after that again, but mm -hmm. I didn't. I just watched Fantastic Mr. Fox instead. And uh, yeah. So Grand and Budapest is... A, you know, and you still haven't seen Bottle Rocket, right? That's yeah, that's the, only, the one? only one I'm missing. Okay. But that's also his first one. I, I don't think it's like visually as precise as his later work. No, but I think you should watch it much like... Yeah, of course Russian I will. War, I think was, you know... I feel like that's he came into his own in Ten and Bombs, took it to the next level in Life Aquatic. Darjeeling yeah. like Limited see... already feels very, like very settled. It's very Anderson. I would like, like... To, I would like to see that again. Darjeeling. Darjeeling yeah, I, I have yeah. that on DVD. I might watch that again soon. Actually, I wouldn't mind watching that one again. Um, but yeah, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is in for me an easy nine out of ten. But I might might make it to ten one day. You know. Ooh. But now to a real 10, because I also rewatched another film that uh, we talked about plenty of times. But um, Oh, Jesus, here it comes. But I also, I never really explained the plot or anything, I think. Is this number 13, viewing 13 no. of Once Upon a Time in a Hollywood? No, I'm done with that. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, <I'm> shocked. <laughs> right. I mean, 12 times is kind of <laughs> enough uh, for now. I rewatched a movie called La N or La Haine. Oh yes, Lahaine makes Lahaine. appearance again. Yeah, from nineteen fifty uh, ninety-five French social drama slash comedy with Vincent Cassel, Vincent Castle. Um, best. Yeah. So, it's basically twenty-four hours in the lives of three young men in, in the French suburbs in the day after a violent riot, and uh, one of them finds a gun that a cop lost. And uh, in this 24 hours, they, they experience a few different adventures uh, when they go to the inner parts of Paris. And it's, it's in black and white. It has some, some really artsy camera work, which is kind of weird, but cool. Um, the actors feel like amateurs, kind of, even though they are not. They, they totally deliver. And like these three guys, they have a great dynamic. Um, this movie is really really funny even though it's kind of it, it has a has a rough topic because it's basically the day after this movie takes place no the day before i mean um a guy got got uh, beaten by cops and now he's about okay. to die in the hospital and that's why this guy who found the gun vincent castle like he's planning on murdering a cop oh. when, when the 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 guy in the hospital dies he thinks like I gotta make it even. I gotta kill a kill a policeman. Um, so it's for me. I think it's it's a little bit similar to Parasite. You know, it's a it's a great social critique while still being mm -hmm. super fun to watch. And uh, yeah, because yeah, Parasite, yeah, Parasite was interesting with the way they did that because it's very yeah. humorous and just it's like it's a fun ride, but at the same time, this incredibly dark shit is happening. Right. 
Yeah, La Haine is is a is a very good time. It's fast paced. It's funny. It's always entertaining. Uh, and the ending is a, is a real punch in the gut. It's uh, yeah. One thing though, I know you. Did you actually plan on watching it? I did plan on watching it. I went to press play and realized I did not have a copy with the subtitles. Okay. Which you know I yeah. think would be kind of hard to watch. You don't speak so. French. I don't, unfortunately. Oh. I thought about taking it in school, <laughs> but I was like, nah, fuck that. I'll take Spanish. Probably makes more sense in the U.S. Yeah. Um, I mean, I speak I speak perfect uh, Spanish, though. You know? Of course. 11, uno, uno. <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing, though, is um, I watched it with a German dub. I always do, because I don't speak French. Um, and German dub is really good. But watching it with in French with subtitles might be a little tough. Um, really? Because sometimes there are scenes when they all talk simultaneously, and I I think it's it's hard to follow with subtitles. It's probably just because French is so you know, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I mean, they they interrupt each other and shit, you know. So I don't know if you can actually follow who's saying what with the subtitles. Hmm. Um, but I mean, that's how people talk. I think it's like it's a very authentic movie. I feel like, and uh, yeah, real cult film actually. It's I think it's eight point one on IMDb. You know, it's kind of a classic from the nineties. And uh, you've been swearing behind this movie. Oh for, yeah. I mean, since I since now. I bought it in like November, I believe. What drove? What I watched drove like you to five see it times. anyway? Was what drove you to see it? Was it like did no, you find it on a list? Or no. Something? I watched some talk show or like some some video podcasts on YouTube about movies and they, they were talking about it. And I've seen some stuff of this before in my life, but never knew that this is like, that it's called La Haine and shit. You know, I never knew the movie. I just know some know some scenes. And uh, so I decided to, to buy it. And uh, since I did, I watched it five times because it's absolutely amazing. Always having this a good movie, time. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes is rocking... A hundred percent critic score, ninety-five percent audience score out of forty thousand user ratings. That's pretty fucking good. It is good. (laughs) I mean, it's also very artsy movie. I think that's it. Why critics also love it. The camera is sometimes moving in ways I don't understand, like going through mirrors and shit. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty incredible. Very well made movie. How about the director, though? Did he, he ever do anything? I think he the- also did the, the famous movie Amelie. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he no, didn't. He did Gothica. Gothica was terrible. Babylon AD was terrible. So when he oh. came to America, he he struggled a bit there, didn't he? Oh, but he also did these... What's what's it called? One with um, Jean Reno and Vincent Castle. The, the Crimson Rivers. The Crimson Rivers. Not not that badly rated. Um, Scordello, we were talking about the movie La Haine. La Haine. La Haine, or in English, hatred. It's not the hate? No, I think it's hatred. I thought it was the hate. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Isn't La the? Yeah, but in German it's just called uh, it's it's just called Hass, which means hatred. So I don't know. Oh, that's a German thing. Then. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's actually called just hate. Oh, hate. Hate, yeah. Makes sense. Hate. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a hateful movie, in a way. 
Was Cut. it violent? A bit. Okay. I mean, the ending. I don't want to spoil anything. Now, Which is this is very when you cool. say it's funny? Is it is it dark funny? Like dark mm. comedy in a way? Or is no, it's it just, just a very nice. It's very fun times. Like they're insulting each other all the time and shit and saying dumb dumb stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know. Like it's it's especially funny when they those three low lives basically when they're colliding with the upper class of people. You yeah. said this is a ghetto movie as well, right? It is, yeah. I mean, it's three people who have really poor and no perspective at all. Is this the ghetto movie? The For, me ghetto movie? For me, it is. For me, it is. But it's also different. Uh, a than... different ghetto, yeah. 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 I mean, it's Paris. Which, I mean, that's, you know, uh, appealing in a way. Because, you know, like the movie I watched this week, the extraction movie, like, it's cool to see different places, you know, like oh, yeah. Bangladesh, you know, it's a fucked up place, Bangladesh. So I don't really know anything about 90s um, France. Yeah, there were some France, riots. I thought, every, some... I thought everybody in France was just getting along. And drinking know? wine, right? Yeah, drinking wine and hating everybody else. That's how <laughs> I think of that France. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's all I watched this week. Quite a lot. And, uh, that's a lot that's a lot especially when you consider you watched all these movies plus the entire season of um of lost kingdom the last kingdom and simpsons yeah. and the mandalorian i watched a lot yeah yep. crazy have you gained any weight have you gained any weight during this uh pandemic not that i know of <laughs> actually <laughs> i think i lost some shit. that's good because that's actually, I, it's it's weird since the the whole quarantine shit i i started eating healthier and i started going out more on walks and shit i don't know it's like i don't know why because actually i should should be inside you know? yeah you should you should do your part quit spreading the i disease. mean going on a work on a yeah. walk on your own is not it's not eh, you, you might cough you know and a little baby might yeah, yeah, breathe it in you know? i think actually at this point there's one case in my town that's good yeah, that's good news. It, it used to be like over twenty, and now it's just one. Yeah, well, I mean, my theory is that the heat will will drown it out. It'll come back. The yeah, next for season. sure. I don't, I don't even know how your seasons work over there. What what is what season is it for you? Uh, spring. Spring, okay. Like it's spring for us too. Yeah. Do we have the same seasons? Yeah, I think so. We do. Huh. Yeah, I think in Australia and shit, it's different. Like I the. Figured it was... The, snowing right now the lower yeah. part of of the earth you know <laughs> yeah i think it's i want to go to australia one day yeah i don't know australia seems kind of hostile to humans a little bit a little bit all right and well, i guess uh see you again next time next week good good show um and have a good yeah. weekend man you too later bro